She's she's my girl. Oh, I like been, her. She's been running that empire forever. She's smart. She's cunning. There is a side of her. She's complicated, okay? Yes. Because she's conflicted. She knows what she's doing is wrong, mm-hmm. but she can't help it. She's programmed to do what she does, right? Imagine you had a device like this that could tell you the future. Would you use it? The catch is, if you use it, you also learn that it will be the end of you. Would you still use it? Would you try it? Pass it on like a hot potato? (laughs) Stick around to find out what we will do with it. Season 2 of Foundation on Apple TV Plus just ended, and we're back to give you another honest review. So, is it any good? Here are reactions to key moments in this season. We'll also talk about the dynamics between characters, and we'll give you ratings on three categories. Visuals, storytelling, and acting. Hi everybody, I'm Lex. And I'm Tony. And this is The Lex and Tony Show. We review TV shows and movies that we like and some that we don't like. And we figure if we didn't like them, maybe other people won't. And we like to save their time. That's how we get back. We're so generous. And stick around till the end because apparently Tony has the scoop for future seasons. So you don't want to miss that. I don't even know what he's going to talk about. So I'm sticking around for that too. (laughs) So as the resident Asimov expert, because he knows he's read all the books. We have them all right here. And some that didn't make it. No, it's still big. It's like Marie Kondo would not approve. What is the foundation and how does that relate to the show? Because this is this is based on a book, right? Yes. Or books. It's based on a series of books okay. that Asimov wrote uh, starting in the 1940s all the way to the 80s. In the original books, it's like a, a place where, you know, Harry Seldon says the empire is coming to the end. And he says there's a way to shorten the dark ages. Okay. You know, if we build this sort of library at the edge of the galaxy, we can build civilization right back up. Our empire is the human being. Well, the clone. Yeah. And that they will survive anything, right? right? Now, how does that compare to the book? Um, well, in the book, Cleon is the emperor that commissions the encyclopedia and uh, he dies. And when the foundation begins to grow and sort of at the edges of the galaxy, then they start to kind of run into the problems with the empire. And that's when you have the crisis. And the second and season is the crisis, right? First, first season is the first crisis, mm-hmm. the, the beginning of the foundation. The second season is the coming of the second crisis. And so it kind of follows, you know, and in the books you have Harry Seldon is a hologram that comes out to, from the vault and says, oh, by this time you should be having this crisis and uh, we're going to resolve it in a very clever, non-violent way. Okay, interesting. <laughs> and after that, you can throw the books away because the Foundation series doesn't do that. Okay, so the book does not mean the foundation that we know as the show. Oh, yeah. And you seem like you're upset about it. I was. First season, I was very upset about it. Are you still a fan of the show? I am. I love it. If you've read the books, are you still a fan of the show? Do you find that your knowledge of what the story should be kind of conflicts with how you see the show? You have to let it go. Uh, I'm still letting it go. No, you're still letting it go because he won't stop talking about how this is not supposed to happen and this and that. Look, don't blame me, but when they blew up Terminus, I was like... What are they doing? Yeah, that happened. But they still, the little vault still survived. He, they, they're floating in space and everybody's fine. You know, science fiction is like a mirror, mm-hmm. right? It reflects back their present time sometimes. You Absolutely. know, Star Trek is doing that. And other mm-hmm. sci-fi shows are doing that really well. I think this one does that too. Empire, for me, stands up for government, not only in America, but over the world, where you have people who just won't let go of power. Yeah. Right? And we see that here in America, the most blatant way we see it is politicians who are you know they should retire for their own good and for right. the good of the country mm-hmm. and to pass the baton to somebody else 
but they just won't let go. Yeah. And you see that also in the other countries too, yeah. where, where you have like long-term rulers that don't let go of power, even if they are destroying their own countries, which is very interesting, right? And it's based on this idea that only they could run the country the way they do and, and they, that nobody else would be ready to take off the reins. And they shut everybody out. So in this show off, we have the, the clones, right? They get replaced every single time. Yeah. There's no chance for anybody else. Of course, later on, we find out they're not even in charge. So they're really just a flesh toy. They're just flesh toy. puppets. Oh my God. <laughs> Can I say that on the show? <laughs> Maybe. They're meat puppets. They're meat puppets. Yeah, yeah. that sounds better. I'll, t- I'll go with meat puppet. What came to mind for me was very striking. And this was in season one and two. Yeah. Is you find out that these emperors are sleeping with certain people. And then they wipe their memories. Reminds me of NDAs. Reminds me of non-disclosure agreements that people sign after they sleep with like porn stars and stuff. You know, you see this in the news all the time now. I hadn't thought about it that way, but it does. It it's does like the like NDAs of the future. They just wipe your memory and you don't remember. You don't remember if you got paid. Oh, that's too bad. I got the COVID chip. So they'll be wiping my memories. Let's do a quick round of ratings for each of the categories that we're looking at today. Let's start with visuals. To me, the visuals are out of this world good. All right. They're stunning. They are well done. It's reached the level of Star Trek uh, kind of episodes that we've seen in series and the kind of money that's poured into these shows, right? Fun fact. If you are a Star Trek fan and you know Star Trek Voyager, the actress that plays the character of Bolana Torres is the director in some of the episodes this season. Yes. Including the penultimate episode, right? Yes. Roxanne Dawson, she was also directing in the first season and she's directing some of the big episodes in season two. This show, these people know what they're doing. And I agree with you. You can see the love behind the work that they put into this. Mm -hmm. Down to the detail of the title credits. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love the title credits. We have even an an alphabet for it. There's even hints as to what the storyline is, right? Yes. An intro. Mm -hmm. As you watch the intro, you in in each season now, Mm -hmm. you see how the story is unfolding. Uh, Like, for example, you can see the Cleons sort of... uh, fade in the wind yeah you know, but if you notice a robot the Merzel, she's she doesn't move that's right that she's not affected by time it's like little things that they throw in there that are telling you how the story at goes. the end you see the hand and that hand turns out to be that scene with where uh, harry becomes flesh and blood again yes the symbolism is really great and yes. i think they did a really good job of meeting what they're supposed to do visuals is everything oh, when it comes yeah. to shows like this especially sci-fi absolutely and they blow it out of the park oh the the, the ship blow it out of the park <laughs> They blow it out of the park. I don't know. I just made that up. They flew it out of the park. There you go. There goes my sports (laughs) reference. I butchered it. So for me, the rating is pretty simple. It's a straightforward five out of five. Same for me. Five out of five. We're in agreement. All right, let's move on to the acting of the show. Mm -hmm. And the acting is the show, right? They decided to tell the story, which is a very character-driven plot. Yes. By pairing up the different characters. Mm -hmm. There were some pairings that were successful and some pairings that were, eh. I, I need a little more to go yes, attached to them. I think Demoiselle and with anyone that she was paired with, by oh the way. Gosh. Okay. And listen, I know she's the evil one. She's the villain, but I'm rooting for her. She's she's my girl. Oh, I like been, her. She's been running that empire forever. She's smart. She's cunning. There is a side her. She's complicated. Okay. Because yes. she's conflicted. She knows what she's doing is wrong, mm-hmm. but she can't help it. She's programmed to do what she does. Right. Right. And we see her 
pairings with different characters like Brother Day. She's always paired she's paired up with Brother Day more than I would like to see, by the mm -hmm. way, <laughs> in this season. Very much paired. I thought we had a mommy-son thing and it turned into a whole Oedipus complex. Yes. But toward the end of the season, it was very satisfying to see her kind of like, I'm going to stop pretending here. <laughs> all right. And when he's about to destroy uh, Terminus, Terminus, yeah, she goes, listen, I did all I could with you. You're on your own, dude. I got to go home and deal with actual business. You do your yep. little war. So that was a great uh, ending to that relationship. Right. And then you also have the relationship between her and Dusk. Yes. Brother Dusk and mm -hmm. Rue and Sarah. The way that she exerts her authority. Right? Absolutely. Yes. And the way that story unfolds is, is stood out to me. So that's my take on characters. Mm -hmm. I loved, uh, my favorites were Homer Mallow and Brother Constant. That was For such sure. a delightful pairing and the yeah. acting was excellent. And the development um, on, on uh, Homer, Mallow. Homer Mallow, like he was a thief, he, he was, was a, a trickster. Wolf, yeah. And then he turned into like, this is like, a, almost like a Bible character yeah. that gets their calling and look, I'm going to do it for the church. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> the church of Harry Seldon. Yes, exactly. So we have him and, and Brother Constant is also really She amazing. is amazing. When she was praying, remember she had that collar around yeah. her neck and she was praying, oh my gosh, I was crying. I was a mess. <laughs> but then, then you have the entrance. Talk about that entrance by Hober Mallow. Yes. Just like coming in at the right time. And then my girl Becky. Yes. My, I want a I want a Becky in my life. I know. Unfortunately, she died, but not before she gave a nice little nibble on Empire. I know. So Hober Mallow and Bell Rios at Bell the Rios. end of the season oh, yes. when they were together drinking that wine television gold no it was really amazing so mm -hmm. very satisfying interactions between characters let's talk just briefly because it's very very minimal for me yeah. but it still affects my rating for the show because i think gail is an important character she's huge gail and salver and salver and i wanted more out of that relationship individually and together yes you know it was good that they had harry around harry stole the show in a lot of the scenes he was excellent he brought depth to the relationship right right and was like the glue between them yes because otherwise it's very awkward between them and maybe that's what the writers intended maybe mm. that's it because it is kind of awkward to meet your mom when you yeah. look exactly the same age you know a very classic sci-fi um relativity concept which yep. is the the twin paradox where one of the twins travels in time and meets his you know other twin and mm. one of them is very old and the other one is still young. We saw that in Interstellar, right? Yes, you see it in Interstellar and it's beautiful how they do it. Very effective, very touching. But here it was like, well, yeah. Yeah, you just didn't get invested in the characters. You didn't. And and I don't think they lived up to the potential for what they they stand for in the I show. Know, I like, know. Gale is the seer, basically. Yes. And you have Salver, who to me was supposed to be the savior. I mean, it kind of yes. gave me that hint mm -hmm. of Salver mm -hmm. in Spanish, Salvador. You know? Yes. So, but I didn't see, I, I saw that in her individually. She, Salver, from the moment she walked into the screen, mm -hmm. I was like, I loved her. Yes, she yes. was amazing. No, the, the actor is great. But because of that character development, the acting, I guess I don't know if it's fair to, to put the rating on the on the acting, but I'm going to give it a 4.5. Yeah, me. me too. I would say that that was uh, some of the stuff that detracted from the storyline. And um, yeah, maybe that's what gives it a 4.5 for me as well. I think it has to do also with the writing, which leads me to the, my, the next category, storytelling. So for us, storytelling has to do with acting, has to do with the writing as well, but it also has to do with how it unfolds throughout the season. The pacing, yeah. I thought the storyline satisfied me from beginning to end. There mm -hmm. were some moments where it dragged, but that's a very personal take of mine. Sure. Um, I see the Apple TV Plus shows tend to be a little bit slower. At 
the beginning. Yes. Silo, you know, you have invasion. invasion for sure. Last time we reviewed Invasion. So if you haven't checked that out, don't leave this video. Finish this video and then you can watch the other one. We'll, we'll link it at the end of the video. This one tells you a beginning, middle and end throughout the season. Mm -hmm. I feel like you are satisfied toward the end. I mm -hmm. certainly was, but there was it wasn't perfect. It wasn't. And I think that has to do with the writing, some of the dialogue. Right. Yeah, some of the stuff, like the fighting scenes with the metallics were a little bit tiring. You know, how many times is she going to see her boyfriend and be fall for the same trick? You know, sure. it was exhausting. And I thought that whole back scene, like where they have to explain what Gail did to conceal Harry mentally. It was so convoluted. There was a lot of leaps on I that. Was like, I was like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, let's stick to the science fiction, not yeah, this. Uh, the psychic mumbo jumbo thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it works. It was interesting, but at, at some point, like you said, it was, it's just, right. it gave me vibes though to Babylon 5, for those of you who've ever watched that right. show. Right, yes, the telepath. How they're together, they're very strong and all that stuff. So it gave me that vibe, which to, to be honest, that wasn't my favorite part of Babylon 5. So maybe I'm just, I'm biased against telepaths. I hope that we don't have anyone in our audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send those good vibes. <laughs> My rating for storyline is going to be a 4.5. Mine is a 4. I had a lot of hang-ups, you know, particularly when they blew up Terminus. I'm like... You got to get over Terminus and you got to get over the books. I need you to work on that for the next I know. season, okay? I'll you got to get over it. And speaking of next season... That's a great segue to the scoop that Tony says he has. But if you're going to mention the book again, I'm just going to flip the channel. All right. What's the first thing? So I've been following David Goyer, one of the executive producers of the show and he mm -hmm. loves to share so he said that if you like the Demerzel backstory there's gonna be a lot more in season three I like this we're gonna get to know Demerzel I like this I like this because I we saw a little bit of the backstory in the first season that was amazing when we went back to her planet but now we have the potential to go back 18,000 years all the way to earth wow. potentially like okay. way in the past some exciting places we can go with that yes all right what else also he says that season four has already been written nice the whole thing has been written yes but we don't know if the show has been picked up yet right not yet but okay. if, come on apple tv plus but if these people were writing season two and then they wrote season three and season four all together it's just gonna continue the way it is so there's a story that has been determined predetermined which is great for uh, how things unfold. They already know where this yes. is going. So they said, for example, something like he said that Salver was going to die in the first episode of season three. But then they're like, no, let's do something shocking. And they moved it up to the end of season two. Okay, so that gives them a lot of freedom to <sighs> see where this goes. I'm excited to see. Any other scoops? They have Robin Asimov overseeing some of the story writing. So she's very protective of her dad's work. And she thinks that... What they're doing with the show is beautiful and he would love it. Awesome. That's really good mm -hmm. to know. Any other scoops? That's it. That's all? That's all I got. Well, if you want a scoop from my own mind. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want any scoops because those are called spoilers for future seasons. Oh, the book. Okay. But to be quite honest, I'll give that scoop a 4.5. Oh, great. I expected a lot more than that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. If you want to get another scoop from the stuff that he's reading, follow us on Instagram at The Lex Tony Show for more and for more content like this. There's a lot to look forward to in Foundation Season 3 if they get picked and up. And 4. I'm going to tell you, Apple TV Plus, you cannot pull a race by wolves move on me i was so I invested know. in that show from hbo if you've watched that in show drop West, a comment in below. westworld West and westworld World. yeah they left me hanging so please don't do this with foundation i wanted to see where this goes now it's getting good i feel like it's now now it's really getting good now it's really coming to life yeah if you're excited about this next few seasons if you have any insider scoop share it below in the comments i like to know what's going on what would you do if you have your own prime radiant 
I wouldn't use it. Personally, I don't want to know what happens. I kind of, I don't like spoilers. So I just let life happen. But I wouldn't miss a chance to make some money. Really? I could do something with that cash, you know? You could rent it out. (laughs) Rent access, you know, per minute, per hour. A lot of people would want it. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? What would you do with it? I would look up all the results for sports and bet on them and become so rich, I would become president of the US in the future. What movie is that from? If you get that reference, drop in the comments below what you think. Hey everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of The Lex and Tony Show. This episode was a little different. We're going to do reviews from time to time and sometimes the episode for the week will be a review of a show or a movie that we've watched that we think has some sort of connection to current events. So that was what that was about. And in future episodes, you'll see a mixture of both, maybe sometimes just the review. Movies. Movies, yeah. And um, other types of art that connects to what we're living in right now. Um, The connection between the show that we see and what we're living now is the way that our politics are going. We have just this this aging population of politicians that just won't let go of power. And here we find ourselves with the uncertainty of not knowing if our government, our democracy can go on because they have a hold on the everything that's been happening and everything that takes place in government. Yeah. So the one of the juicy aspects that I saw also was those NDAs, how they're used, you know, to manipulate people into not speaking. But another one that I didn't mention in the review itself was um, the treatment of scientists. Scientists who, for example, alert people to COVID or vaccines and they get um, they are sort of dismissed by governments. You've seen this in other countries. Um, where they actually even die or um, you know climate scientists who sound the alarm on climate and they are ostracized or removed from their positions that's also something that you see you know they speak to power and then power sort of gets rid of them or makes them takes them out of the scene that this is um this this show is is very political when you look at it you know, below the, beneath the surface. And I think it's a beautiful thing how they, they, they bring these sort of controversies into the show and they, they show you, you know, but they don't tell you how to think, yeah. but they, they make you think. You make your own conclusions and oftentimes it's not a very straightforward answer. There's not one side that knows it all and has it all and has the truth in their hands. And that's really just the way that life works. Nobody has all the truth, the absolute truth. If you like our content, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss any episode as soon as it comes out. And also leave us a positive review, letting everybody know how good this podcast is. We're learning, we're growing, we're evolving over time, and we're enjoying the process. We're having a lot of fun. If you'd like to, you can also follow us on Instagram at The Lex Tony Show. And if you'd like to see our videos, go to YouTube at The Lex Tony Show. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.